Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Friend, I want to thank you. If you've been with us since the stories that shape us started, today is the, I don't remember, 200 and something. I've enjoyed doing it every day and I'm already thinking about what am I going to do when I end the 365 days that I had attempted to do? Will I continue every day? Will I continue every week? One thing I know for sure is I'm going to keep doing stories that shape us and I don't know in what form, but I'll still be here because I love doing it. I love having this conversation with you. I love when you talk back to me by commenting in the videos, sharing the videos, send me, sending me messages, sending me emails. I love when we have conversations. And so it's going to continue in some way, but I'm, I'm already thinking about, oh, it's, it's running out really quickly. Um, I don't know if I'm ready. It's, so it's kind of like your child growing up and you're not ready for that to happen yet. So, so in this episode of stories that shape us i want to talk about cancel like should christians cancel people and you might be thinking well what does that what does that have to do with trauma joanna i thought in stories that shape us we were going to do things around trauma uh because that's what our community is all about so why are you bringing this in bear with me i am doing it because there's so many i talk about boundaries i talk about having boundaries and you know, I was listening to somebody, it was their podcast um, on the weekend, and they were talking about, you know, like, like I say here, that I don't just want to use a term, narcissist, and because it's been used so much, or terms like gaslighting has been used so much, and sometimes because of that, people don't know and understand that the relationship that they're in is with a narcissist because they're trying to avoid using the term and so they stay in romantic relationships, stays in friendships longer than they should because they're not seeing that they, the pattern of behavior, this is what it is, right? So when I, when I was thinking through, as I'm coming to the, the end of, you know, I started talking about toxic mother-daughter relationships and I talk about race by a narcissist, the implications for uh, adult life, and I, and I talked about enmeshment. And so today I thought, what, what should happen then when I realized that my relationship, this is how I've been raised. And this is the environment that they grew me up in. And as a result of that, these are some of the challenges that I experienced. What should I do? What should, what should, that, what should that person do? Should, should we cancel people? Should the woman who was abused leave and never speak to her husband again? And I, and I added Christian to, to this title because I know as Christians, we really struggle with those things, what should I do? When when I've forgiven the abuser, does that mean that I should never have any contact? Sometimes it's not so easy when you have children and you have to co-parent and you have to be civil for the children's sake. And I know sometimes that when we're when you're in an abusive relationship, it doesn't just stop when the relationship ends, that the abuser will try to find ways to manipulate and to control and to create habits still through the justice system, through the courts, through the lawyers, through mediation, they will try, through church, they will try ways to still manipulate and control. 
So you might not have a woman with children and have to co-parent because the, 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 nobody's listening to you that they're harmful to the children too. But if you, if you say for the purposes of this podcast that there are no children and, you know, what should you do? Should you cancel them? Never speak to them again. Leave your husband. Never speak to them again. Should you forgive? And what does forgiveness look like? And if I forgive, should I, should I still see them? Can we, can we be friends? You know, if, if I forgive. And I think I don't have an answer for you. I think what I'd, what I'd like you to do instead is to look at your life, the damage and the harm, and make a decision based on that. And based on the fact that are these people changed? Is that husband, ex-husband, has he changed? Can you trust him to be around you if, if you said, can we be friends? Can you trust him to be around you and still not try to manipulate you, still not try to hurt you? I think have a test, a way of, you know, the Bible said we should test the spirit to see whether they're of God. So have a test whereby you will know if this person has changed or not. And if they're not, how dangerous is it for you to still have association with them? How dangerous is that for you? How does that compromise your safety? Does that compromise your safety at all to have them around? And even if you're co-parenting, is there a way to do that without exposing yourself to harm by them? And that's something to think about. Now, should the person who was spiritually abused by in a church, should they cancel all Christians? The person who was spiritually abused, should they just leave church give up, draw a line under this whole Christianity thing and said, I want to have nothing to do with people again. Um, is it necessary that they leave all religious settings if they were hurt in one place? Are all Christians then just the same? Uh, and this can be a tough challenge for many people. I'm not in any way trivializing it because I know it, I know it can be hard um, to to make decisions around what to do. When you're, when you're managing a hurt that happened in religious settings um, because you're so deeply disappointed, so deeply wounded, to be able to come back from that deep wound is, is challenging. It is challenging, I know, because we've had to come back from deep wounds that happen in spiritual settings. And so just think about, but for me, and this is not advice for you. You might you might need to do something else. You might need to step away for a while. You might need to find another congregation. And I did a whole series again on spiritual abuse on the podcast. So go back. It's in the 150-something episodes. Go back and look at on this channel, on the playlist on YouTube, there is Stories That Shape Us. And in Spotify uh, and on Apple Podcasts, you can look in the 150-somethings. And you'll see the, the, the series that I did for a whole week on spiritual abuse. So I know it's there. I know it's real. I know it happens. I know it's deeply hurtful. I know that. I know it really, it really takes almost our innocence away from us. Because we saw the world in this beautiful way where we thought everybody at church was nice and Christ-like. Christ-like, rather. And then we realized that some don't even know him. They have no connection to him whatsoever. 
and their lack of connection with him harm you. And so you're now sitting with that hurt because they, they might harm you in his name, in the protection of the church and the church don't need nobody's protection, right? But people often hurt people in the church in the name of protecting the church and protecting God. He doesn't need protection and the church doesn't need protection either because he has it. He, 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 he has that covered, right? So, but when you're hurt, we are tempted to sometimes draw a line and to cut and to not have anything to do with. And so I want you to consider for yourself, if you've done that, <clears throat> you may have your reasons why you've done it. Um, if you're thinking about doing it, you may have reasons why you're thinking about doing it. What I will say is, you know, get help, a, a safe space. And I'm going to sip some water because my throat is acting up. What I will say is find a safe space to process, to talk through, to heal, a place where somebody has understanding of spiritual abuse and they can help to guide you. You, It's a legitimate wound as much as any other trauma. And so for the last one that I want us to think about, it's kind of like, this is kind of like we're in a workshop and I'm giving you a case study, right? So the, the, the last one I want to talk about is should the woman who survived the narcissistic mother, should she just forgive him, her rather, and show up for Mother's Day and Christmas? What do you think? Should that woman who survived the narcissistic mother just forgive, show up at Mother's Day and at Christmas? buy birthday presents and gush about her on Facebook. What should she do? Of course, this is going to be her decision. But I want you to think about, you know, for yourself, if that was, if you are that daughter um, and you're doing it, you're showing up for Mother's Day and for Christmas and for the birthdays and the anniversaries and stuff like that. But inside you are wounded and broken. And inside you are, you know, dying inside. You may be angry and bitter inside but you're showing up for these things um maybe because it's required culturally and if you don't then of course if it's a narcissistic mother if you don't then everybody knows that you don't and you you will bear the the, the, the result of the bitterness that that she'll spew in your direction and sometimes people will show up for christmas and mother's day just to avoid the bitterness that comes and the punishment that will be meted out after and to avoid that, you you just kind of do what is expected because it because it's expected, but it's hard. It's really hard to keep doing it. And it really breaks away and chips away at your sense of self. Um, and so you might want to keep doing that because it helps you, it keeps the peace, but it really doesn't help you because it leaves you with all these feelings that you don't know what to do with that can sometimes last for weeks. Uh, once again, you can, you know, find a safe space to talk through that. Uh, if you understand it for yourself, that's really amazing. And start to read books around how to heal from this kind of relational dynamic. Because what you'll see in those is people who have made different decisions and maybe how to navigate that journey. Um, if you've created distance, if you have boundaries and they're strict and you are not in contact and you did not ring for Mother's Day, you did not send a card and you did not do the token thing because you're refusing to do it and you didn't go home for christmas and you don't plan to do it even easter you're not okay you're not planning to toll the party line so to speak um how do you 
what are the support systems that you have in place that will look after you in those seasons? Because you will need some support to look after you regardless of the decision that you make around this scenario. Uh, I want you to know that there are loving, safe communities for each of you. The woman who is who had experienced the abusive relationship and has left, the woman or, or person who've experienced the, the abuse in church, the spiritual trauma, and for you who have recognized the pattern in your mother relationship, the mother-daughter dynamic as harmful and toxic, and you're wondering what you should do. For those who have cut her off, you can forgive and still protect and keep yourself safe. That distance is the protection. And just know that there are ways for you to work through that and to heal from that. And just be solidified in the fact that I made the right decision to keep myself safe because you're worthy of that. And for the woman who is still navigating, still thinking about how do I do it? What do I do? I understand this, I see it, but I'm too scared to do anything else. That's okay, that's where you are. What's really good is that you've noticed it. And that's the first step, noticing it. Then you can think about how to make decisions around it later on. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.